Files. Welcome, Galeras, to the Painter Files podcast. This is your host, Jaws Blake, as you already know. This is episode 130. Oof, we made it all the way to 130. That's so crazy. Who would have thought years ago when we started all this, it would have gone so far and done so much. But um, yeah, this is a auditory uh, vlog, basically, of my life as a painter. All the stories and trials and tribulations, maybe get some shortcuts. Uh, just check it out. Bet you'll like it. So, Galatos, I have had a slow week, I guess would be the best way to put it. It's been a fast week and a slow week. I started this giant painting of this huge alligator, and I'm doing all these things with colors and like patterns and textures. And it's a, it's a big boy. This thing's got to be like five feet tall. And I'm really loving it. I'm a little afraid because I know the next parts in which I have to do. And those are going to be like super tenuous and like detailed. But I enjoy those factors. But at the same time, I am aware of the thousand piece jigsaw puzzle that I've created for myself. So, yeah, that's uh, the gist of it. Everything's going okay. Um, we're still figuring out everything with the condo sale and everything on that nature we're just kind of looking at places trying to figure out where we want to move first and then going from there it's a bit of an ordeal i would love to say we've got it all figured out but uh we're not quite there yet so as it goes i will let you know and it is what it is for those who don't know my condo association decided uh to make a statement about how they wanted to raise all of our uh, condo fees by an extra grand so that is not feasible even if it were feasible i wouldn't be willing to pay that so because there's no reason for it they want to they want to put it under the guise of the building needs repairs but we've seen the list in which they put forward and some of those things are like major repairs which is fair but the majority of them are just kind of like, we'd like a new office. We'd like a new place to meet and do our things. And it's like, okay, well, that's not dire. So you don't need to charge people that much. So putting up flyers, fighting the good fight, doing all the things, trying to inform people the best we can. So, yeah. And so it goes. So, a long time ago, I had this dream, and it just keeps kind of happening and recurring and going back to, of like this crocodile. I made this, I made the painting an alligator, but of a crocodile that is on its back, or it's on its, it's on its stomach in, in the universe, almost like a, like a starship in a way, but not like a starship. From its mouth, it's kind of leaking out a universe. And then in the in the rear, in the foreground of the painting, it's going to be like a million child faces. <laughs> it's going to be very weird for people. I realize that. But uh, sometimes you make art that's just weird for yourself, you know? It doesn't need to be what other people want it to be or how other people need to see it, like... The great thing about great art is it is expressive and passionate and it doesn't necessarily have to be for other people. Other people can like it, 
eventually, but definitely not for other people. Side note, please remember to drink some water. Very good for you. Very nice. Um, yeah. So, working on that. Working on the little paintings. Uh, mostly a lot of stuff with my pens and my sketchbook and watercolors and all these things. Trying to figure out, like, these... I wouldn't say dynamic images, but there is like a weird, there's a, there's a fear when you work on a lot of something that you start doing it for the audience and not for yourself. The problem with trying to work for an audience is I am not an ad service. I am not a marketing firm. I'm just making my own art and enjoying it. So there's that whole aspect of trying to relate to people but not all but also like very much stay very true to myself it's a bit of a war a bit of a kind of a crazy you do everything you can to be honest to yourself while still trying to be relatable and it will drive you a little up the wall to be completely honest it is not the easiest nor the most difficult thing to do but I think once you start paying a lot of attention to it, you slowly kind of drive yourself to the wrong side of madness. So this is now my adventure back into the right side, if that makes sense to anyone but me. <laughs> I don't know. It's all crazy. Um, I'm still trying to just do, when I can't think of anything, just to get out that nervous, crazy energy, I still try and do like these abstract paintings. They're crazy but they're very honest on what they are and what they do for me. They are my visual meditation of all the things that are going on. It is the, the moment in which you see all these type of kind of emotions and like vulnerabilities being put into color and texture all over a canvas. My last art book I did, Mi Gente, was a love letter to my dog passed away and in that I did a lot of abstract paintings because the energy was just there but it didn't have a focus and sometimes the colors are the emotions the textures are the feelings and the struggle is just putting it all down on a canvas I don't think I've ever done like a happy <laughs> I don't think I've ever done a happy uh Abstract painting. I think I've done tired abstract paintings. I think I've done angry abstract paintings. I think I've done sad abstract paintings. But never never really like a happy one. They just don't come to me that way. It's an odd kind of thing to see like people who see that art and then love it and then don't. I don't know. I think it's wonderful that people love those paintings. I love all the things that made those paintings. But I would be lying if I said that those paintings were not, they weren't difficult to make. They were at one point in time. But I'm learning how to kind of blend and move forward beyond the uncomfortable conversations about when someone asks, how do you feel today? And then I just go paint. I'm trying to get better about just communicating and just being open. I think open is probably one of the more difficult things to just do. You're taught kind of as a 
young adult that you're supposed to like reserve a lot and hold a lot in. And I'm trying to like unlearn that as time goes by. And yeah, you know, like I said, drinking my water, taking my vitamins, trying to take the stairs everywhere I go, trying to, you know, even thinking about getting back into skateboarding as an old man, as it were. <laughs> but it feels good. So I'm going to keep doing it. The release is necessary. For those who celebrate, happy Valentine's Day from the Painter Files podcast. I would suggest you check out all the cool and amazing things that I have going on on my Patreon. There are so many kind of little eccentricities in which are shared from inside sketch type stuff, concepts, the builds, uh, personal podcasts that are not ones that you would hear on here. Just all types of amazing conversations being had by great people. Uh, with me, a, a a wonderful artist. And yeah, you should just join. It'd be really cool. It's a, it's a one-time monthly fee. Well, not a one-time. It's a monthly fee. <laughs> um, and it has many different tiers and stuff like that. But I'd love to see you join. I've got six uh, Patreon people right now. I'd love to have, you know, 20 by the end of the year. So if you want to join, please uh, follow the links. And I'll see you there. So me, me, myself, me, myself, and I, me, this person, this person right here. No, <laughs> I don't know why I did that. Um, no, I remember, uh, so this is a Painter Files podcast, a uh, painter story, uh, so that you know, <laughs> just to set yourself up for the special times in which it goes. Um, yeah, it's been interesting, honestly. I remember these really strange techniques being taught to me in like school i remember having to work on like my first uh block prints how we used to have to take them and put them under we'd have these linoleum uh blocks and we'd take them and put a sheet over them and then a hot iron and you'd make it real soft and then um, well, I mean, before that, you'd have to draw like a simple design and then you'd do the whole sheet thing. Then you'd be able to just carve it really, really, really easy for about 20 to 30 minutes. Yes, you could burn the crap out of yourself. It was just this like crazy, wild kind of thing. I remember burning like the side of my stomach because I like leaned on it with my shirt while I was trying to carve it and I didn't realize how hot it was and I gave myself like a first degree burn. So I had like this blister like right to the, let me see, the right side of my rib near my sternum. And it was just brutal, 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 brutal. And yeah, I don't even remember what I made, honestly. I think it was just some like random... I think it was a bird. I think I made like a toucan or something like that. And I was just trying to figure out like how to master this technique because at that time, young Joara could not just be, you know, good at something. I had to master it the first couple tries. So I was just kind of trying to figure out like the focus way, the best way to get all these things going and done. And it was just difficult. Like, it really was. I must have cut my fingers, like, a bunch of times because you're supposed to carve away from yourself, but 
as you have seen me do these throughout the years with these videos, I do not listen to that at all. <laughs> I'm still very dangerous for myself. So, um, yeah. And I, I put it away for a little bit. And then uh, about 10 years after art school, I kind of got back into it. And I started making like these crazy like luchador blocks and like tigers and skulls and all these things. And it was just really, really interesting to just kind of make these block printing things where I was just going and making and making these huge posters and these huge prints as well as like these little prints. I remember I made like the Che Gorilla one, which was like this giant silverback gorilla with a huge boutonniere mustache, triple boutonniere mustache. It was just fun and crazy, but they were they were probably the beginning of a lot of technique stuff. Like to this day now, I still do them. I do everything from, you know, letterhead stuff that I use, even sometimes, you know, like stuff on the back of envelopes and, uh, you know, the dominoes, the domino prints that I did for a show, as well as like bigger pieces and then just trying to like make all these other parts. I also have like blocks that I've bought to kind of make these weird and wild like textures with even the abstract art. And sometimes I even make stuff that I can use to go with the abstract art that I make with the, uh, <laughs> lost my train, um, that I make to go with the abstract art. Like it's kind of just an interesting little thing. I love to make like little texture blocks that I can use later. They're weird, but that's kind of what I love about them so much. I love the weirdness of them. I love the uncontrolled madness of all these type of things. Got a special guest, Tom. Hello, Tom. How are you? Hola, little boy. My little niño. How are you? Somebody asked me, do you speak Spanish to your pets? And I was like, oh, of course. My kids are multilingual. <laughs> and they know Cayete and Vamos and, you know, Vaya con Dios, as well as Tevaza, uh, you know, the normals. I try not to get too complicated with them. They're never going to go to the airport. They're never going to go to the library, the biblioteca. They're never going to do any of those things. So it's uh, it's just fun. But, yeah, even that, I mean, I learned to make words, how to print them back, how to carve them backwards and then print them forwards. There's just so much in art forms that you learn to kind of get into simply on the factor of, like, you have to use your brain in different ways. I oftentimes do so many different types of art forms because one, my brain gets bored. And then two, I'm just very fascinated by so many different ways of learning how to do things. So, yeah, it's just this really kind of beautiful journey in which I allow myself to kind of go forward in. It's hard and it's a little difficult, but it's worth the rewards that come with it. The 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 feeling of fullness and then the expression of just letting it all go. It's just important and it feels real. I just want to thank my wonderful sponsor, Yasutomi Inc. They are this really amazing and incredible brand that I've just been in love with for a really, really, really long time. They have inks, they have paper, they have watercolors, they have brushes. Like, 
I've never, I've never run across like a brand that does so much and is just, you know, they're small and they're startup and they're all these things and they're just, they're incredible. So please, by all means, go to their website, Y-A-S-U-T-O-M-O.com and uh, pick up some stuff. It, uh, it'd be a big help. All right, Galeras. So we're going to meditate. I tried to do this once already today, full disclosure, and it didn't work out because my other mic did not pick me up quite as well as I thought they were going to. So I'm re-recording. So I'm doing two meditations in a day. Ooh. No, <laughs> no it's just, I feel like these are really helpful. Like I get messages and all that stuff from people and it's really nice to find out that the meditations are helping them as much as they're helping me. And so, yeah, let's begin. Should we? Shall we? Yeah. All right. So take a deep breath. Let it out. So a long time ago, my mom would take me to this Unitarian church when I was in Charlotte. And we used to do meditations all the time. Like meditations was like 90% of the stuff we did. And I remember when I started to get into it, because I definitely didn't at first. But when I started to get into it, I realized that once I got to a certain zone, my lips started to feel a little numb where the air would come out. So I want you to work towards that. And as you work on breathing, I'm going to tell you a story. So it's been a very cold winter. So I have been trying to avoid my bones hurting and my joints hurting. So I've been taking a lot of baths. And in the bath is where this dawned on me, this meditation. You think about how you take all the hot water and the cold water and you mix it and you put it in the bathtub and fill it and then you get in. And it does its purpose. You know, you got your Epsom salt, you got your uh, bath bombs, if you would. You've got all these things, and it serves a purpose. And then you pull the plug out, and as the water kind of cyclones itself back out, the water doesn't cease to exist. It simply moves on and past you. I want you to try to focus yourself in that way where all the things that you feel make you who you are all the good, the bad, the etc. I don't want you to carry them and encircle yourself around by them. I want you to accept them, use them to heal, and then let them go. You don't need a backpack full of a thousand pounds of stuff. You just need your essentials. So I want you to cross your legs where you're sitting. I'm sitting in a chair. A squeaky chair. Take your palms, put them up. Take a deep breath. Extend your arms to your sides like an airplane. <laughs> palms up. And as you breathe in, your shoulders rise. And as you breathe out, 
you let your hands drop to their sides. And just roll your shoulders. You don't have to roll them in the same direction. You don't have to roll them forward or backwards. They can be up, they can be down. Just, we're going for like a limberness, a looseness. And just let it all just shake off. There's so much of us that is kind of based on this idea that like these are the experiences that make us strong. But strength sometimes is just the ability to be be focused on by something and then choosing to just let it go. Sometimes that's all you can do. Sometimes that's the best thing you can do is just let it go. In my life, I have experienced so many weird and magical things. And I hope you have a similar story about your life. But the key is to just kind of rest, release, and realize everything is still, everything that makes you you is still you, whether you're actively taking it on or not. Rest and release. Hasta la próxima, galeras. I'll see you next time. This has been the Painter Files Podcast, episode 130. Whew, still feels crazy saying that. Um, if you'd like to contact me, please contact me via any type of question, comment, or query, um, which is basically a question twice. Um, and yeah, on the Painter Files podcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can also find me on Patreon under Joara Blake. It is, uh, like I said, it's a monthly thing, but it helps a lot, honestly. It really does. I'm trying to get the podcast to grow, and sometimes that comes with certain expenses. So, you know, every little bit helps. Also, uh, if you would love to help me grow the podcast, please share. If you are an earshot of this, please share it to every single person you know. I'm always trying to get the podcast to grow bigger and bigger and bigger. And in addition to that, um, five stars would be amazing, <laughs> as well as, you know, some type of review. So that would be really cool. If you like videos and stuff like that, you can always check me out on Painter Files on YouTube and also my website, Jaws Blake, Jaws with an S, Blake, blog.com. All right, my, my Galatas, I love you. I think you're great. I think you're going to have a great week. I think we got this and nothing's going to slow us down or stop us. We are invincible very cool all right adios galeras painter out ciao bye